Well, I ended up getting a paralytic illness in my second year of business school called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Guillain-Barre, it strips the uh, sheaths around your nerves so they can't take signals from your brain. So I was fully paralyzed. And it's one of those things. I'm, I'm sure you've had sort of those, you know, wow. uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans type moments. Uh, I had all these plans. I was going to come back to California and start companies. And that's what I was going to do. Yeah. And I just got sidewinded by this paralytic illness. And I couldn't walk. And I was in intensive care and then a rehab facility. And at the time that all my classmates in business school were interviewing, I, I couldn't walk. Uh, I am in the hospital. I've not yet recovered mobile function. My parents are there and I am shitting in front of my parents, like quite regularly, right? As a, at that time, I would have been a 29 year old man and yeah. my little sister is there who's I'm, yeah. I'm close with and my friends are coming in to visit and I'm just like this giant baby and my parents are watching me, you know, defecate. Uh, I need help with everything I need to be fed. The thing I'll tell you that's, you know, it's a, it's a goofy thing to say, I'm happy it happened. Uh, I'm happy it happened. And it's because it made me a little more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I think I was kind of careening towards, you know, startups or bust and I still ended up there, but, but it was kind of maybe with more motives around ego and money and, and things like that. And it really just stopped me in my tracks literally. And I had nothing to do, but think uh, about, you know, well, gosh, as much as I don't like to admit it, I'm going to die. And I have limited time here and like how I want to use it. And so it, it feels me, it, it feels like I probably course corrected into something that to me, at least is more interesting. I'm, I'm excited to get up and work on this problem. I'll, I'll ask you, I'll kind of return it to you. Have you ever had something that, you know, from the outside, it might look like a tragedy, but it also allowed you to rethink some things? Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting the way your viewpoint changes. You know, I, uh, you know, nothing compared to that, but I, I herniated like two discs in my back in college oh, yeah. as well. Um, had to be in bed and I actually made the mistake. I thought that you were supposed to lay down like when you like had spasms and like, you're basically not supposed to. And so Oof. it just completely messed me up. And, um, so anyways, I herniated to L the, the space between L4 and, uh, L5 and, you know, couldn't walk for a couple of days. Like had to like, the only thing that finally worked was when I laid down for, you know, a week straight, essentially, and like mm. on these medications and had to like, kind of like teach myself how to walk really fast. Um, but nothing, yeah. nothing compared to what you had. But like, no, I mean, you, it's interesting, right? Because it's, um, you know, I think as a founder, as an entrepreneur, and when you have those sort of things happen to you, and then like, you know, um, or, or things that happened to you as a kid, like, actually, one of the things I really like to do whenever I'm like meeting founders is like, you know, like, tell me about a time that you've experienced adversity, right? And how did you get out of that? Yeah. And like, like, that's some obvious adversity, right? So like, for you, anything that could happen in your startup is not going to be anything. Close oh, to I that, love right? that point. It's, <laughs> you, it's, you know, yeah. It, and, and, you know, you said something I actually want to push back on where you said, Oh, it's nothing compared to this. It's nothing compared to that. Like, pain is relative, right? It, like, no, it's you, very you're, true. You're going to feel it the way you feel it. And there are people that have gone through things that are objectively way worse than what I dealt with. But I love that point that you made. It, it you almost, you know, it's not sexy, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm still here. Like, I don't know if that, what just does not kill you always makes you stronger, but it, it, it allows you to realize you can survive a lot. <laughs> you know, like I remember growing up as a kid, um, you know, times were tough and my family, they both, they immigrated to the U.S., uh, from Venezuela. And mm -hmm. um, like, actually, I feel very fortunate. So I'm the only person in my entire family 
uh, born in the United States. Everybody else before or after me was born in Venezuela. I don't know wow. if you know what's going on in Venezuela right now, but it's, it's, it's terrible. And so like my life would just be frankly totally different. So I've always, uh, you know, been very thankful uh, just for winning the lottery and being born in the United States. I know some people might disagree or whatever, but like for me, I already think like, I already won the lottery there. At the bare minimum here, like we might disagree with our political leaders or we might disagree, but we we even have the ability to disagree, right? Like we're yeah. not gonna be like thrown, just, we're not gonna disappear. <laughs> you know, we're not gonna lose our jobs, <laughs> you know, for those, would, yes. for, for those totally. sort of things. There's definitely been times like, you know, with running my company and running my business where I've been very, very stressed out or like trying to get a deal or it's not gonna work out or this or that. And I have like this, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to freak people out. Like, you know, you get like this, like chest pain or like this anxiety yeah. pain. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, shit, I remember having that when I was a kid. And I know it sounds really weird. Like, I remember like, cause like, you know, things were, when I was a kid, things were sometimes stressful with like, you know, yeah. family stuff and whatever. And what's funny is that I don't know if it's because of that as a kid now, when I have that feeling, um, it doesn't make me nervous. It doesn't make me scared. It, like I, I can, I can tolerate risks in a way that most people cannot. And I just, I yes. look at it as my superpower. Like my superpower is that I'm able to tolerate risk at a level that most people can't. And I'm willing to push the boundaries to a level which most people can't because there's things that I've already experienced in my life that to me, like maybe comparatively to someone else that we are talking about might not seem like a, a big deal, but to me were impactful enough that I was like, it's not going to be any worse than this, you know, most likely. Oh so, my gosh, so I can connect like, with that. Yes. You know, I, I've said this before with a couple of folks, like, you know, I, I have aspirations one day, I think it'd be really interesting to create, you know, some level of a fund. Um, the question I would ask every single founder that would ever come into this fund um, is, is, you know, tell me, like what I said a moment ago, tell me about a time in your life where you experienced adversity and how did you come out of it? And it doesn't have to be professional. It can be personal. It can be anything, right? I know this guy who, um, he's a really talented engineer. And I'm going to tell him to listen to this. I'm not going to name him by name. But um, he spent 13 years in a refugee camp in Africa. Holy shit. So 13 years in a refugee camp in Africa. And uh, he's over here now. And he's really good engineer. He taught himself a lot of stuff, did classes or whatever. And he's just very smart. And like, there's nothing that he likely will experience, hopefully, that will be more difficult than that, right? And so for him, it's like, man, like, I'm just going to work my ass off. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to hustle. Like, uh, I have this oh, ability, yeah. you know? And so I just, I love stories like that. And I think it's two different ways to look at the world, right? You could, you could look at it like, oh, yeah, I grew up in this, you know, in this refugee camp. And because of that, I don't have the ability to do these things. Or that's my superpower, you know, another quick example, and then I'll give you back the floor. Paul, this is, I'm supposed to be interviewing no, 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 you. No, I love it. No, look, we're connecting as human beings. That's, yeah. that's what matters most to me. I, I know this, this gentleman also who he, I can't remember what it's called, but he got bit by a, an arachnoid. Um, so spider and um, it caused him to lose his voice. And uh, as a result of it, when he speaks, sometimes people assume that he's deaf and he's not deaf. And, uh, but this person is very, very passionate <clears throat> about the forestry industry. And he's working on a product that is going to basically help with carbon credits and carbon neutral type stuff. And like, you know, he's just all about it. And so he was kind of explaining to this happened to me, it happened to him. And I was like, man, like, I know like you might feel self-conscious about that, but if I can help you with anything, 
it's, you know, because he, he wanted some help, you know, kind of thinking through his company and branding and yeah. so forth. I was like, honestly, I think the best help I could give you is like, that's your superpower. Like the yeah. fact that you speak that way is actually your superpower. And it's not necessarily like that your speech is a superpower. It's that you experience a level of adversity that most people would just recline from and then just like, want to take a step back and you're actively building a company and you're pitching investors and it's in the same you know type of space in general right like where you're like thinking about the environment like you you're not going to let some you know spider that bit you that took your voice away like get in your way yeah. of like solving what your why is what you're trying to do and i just i just love that i love people that can do that and i think it's really just a frame of reference of how we think is you know, you can look at the same thing and it's like how, how you really look on that and reflect on that to, to depend on, to, to really create your world from there. Yeah. You know, for me, if we're going to continue the superhero analogy, like Spider-Man got bitten by a spider, right? Batman's parents got killed and then he grew up in a hole. Like you don't get the superpowers without going through the trauma. And, and the funny yeah. thing for me, it's a strange way to put it, but it quiets the mind. Uh, I, I go to some therapy now. It's important to maintain my marriage, et cetera. And my therapist said something interesting. She said, you know, when you were paralyzed, my, my read is that your flight response was killed. And so you have a fight response, but you don't really run away. And I think that it quiets the mind and there's a little bit less fear. You certainly care a lot less about what other people are going to think. But I guess, yeah, you tapped into something for me too, which is that um, I love the idea of figuring out the things that you know, have, have hit you hard in life, whatever that means to you. And then how can you use that as motivation? And I meant what I said, I, I feel lucky that I had that forced shift in perspective. Yeah. You know, luckier still, but I survived it without lasting uh, paralysis, oh. but, but it's, totally. um, it's good. 